Hello, Monetization Nation. Welcome back to another episode with Heather Human. In the last episode, we discussed how to grow a business organically on social media. Today, we're going to discuss Heather's 15 rules of social media marketing from her book, The Golden Rules of Social Media Marketing. Your book talks about and teaches the golden rules of social media marketing. Will you take our audience through those on a, just a high level? Tell us what they are and, and just teach us a little bit of, about them. So golden rule number one is customers crave for you to be clear on how you can help them. I think sometimes in marketing, we try to feel like, oh, the fancier it is, or kind of like the more bells and whistles, or the more options I give people. And I, you know, I have a service-based business. I've got a book. You know, but I kind of sometimes live in this service world, but I also have clients that are distillery brands or they have physical products. But I figure the easiest way is what this golden rule is, is you just make it clear on exactly how you can help people. I genuinely believe that people are craving that. Your customers are craving for you just to be clear. So stop trying to be fancy. Break it down to where a fourth grader understands exactly what you do and who you help. And I believe that that is going to make your social media marketing more effective. Golden rule number two is listening to your customers. Yes. Listen to your customers. Now I'm not saying necessarily listen to them and everything they say, you go and do that. But I think from a social perspective, if we remember that social media is this opportunity to be social. And I think in marketing, it's like this revolutionary opportunity to have this two-way street dialogue. And for the businesses and the leaders that embrace that, and they see that as a good thing, and especially when you truly listen to what they're saying, that you can turn that into amazing, amazing like content ideas for what you're posting. Golden rule number three is about being awesome. Yes, be so awesome. People shout it everywhere on social media. You know, I, I love to say it's awesome that you think you're awesome, but it's way better when other people think you're awesome. So it's like, I believe in this idea of just showing up, lead with value, be so great that people, and not everyone's wired this way, but there are so many people that when these things happen, they instantly are wired to be like, I want to go tell other people about it. And, and I'm wired that way. Like, even if this wasn't my vocation, like I am the person that wants to say, I just had the best fettuccine Alfredo at this restaurant. You guys need to go there. Like, I like to do that. But be so awesome that your raving fans want to go shout it from the rooftops. I love it. People don't trust when we tell them we're awesome. That's just not credible. So we've got to be yeah. good enough that other people want to tell the world we're awesome. Golden rule number four, it isn't about who you know or what you know, but about who knows you. And so online, on social media, again, I think sometimes people get in the silo and they're just like, social media is my Instagram feed and it's me and it's me and it's my brand. But I think we've got to be top of mind. We've got to be going out there and having these conversations. We've got to be drawing other people into our social media content. And again, when we've got 500 followers, that might sound good and that's better than zero. But when you think that each follower you has, they know people, they've got friends, they've got contacts, 
and you think of social media in that way, you are really easily able to expand upon kind of like the awesomeness of going, my job as a business online is to get that visibility out there to go, who knows that I exist and that our company is here to serve. Golden rule number five is about connection. Yes. Connection is a new currency. This kind of goes to my whole like human vibe I was talking about a little bit earlier, but you know, connection, think of that as like the hundred dollar bill that you're going for. So the likes and the comments and the shares and all of those things are great. And there are deeper levels of all of it. You know, you have a DM conversation with someone 17 times. Well, that means more than just somebody clicking the like button one time. But I think that it's important for us to just to truly value connection in our marketing. And I think it will up level the way that you and I will all show up every day in our marketing. Golden rule number six is the golden rule. Yes, it is. Treat others the way that you want to be treated. Not because you want something in return, but I genuinely believe you want LinkedIn reviews. Have you left one recently? You want Google reviews or on Google My Business? Have you done that for anybody lately? And I just feel that when you show up in that, that mindset, that it has an opportunity to just really transform how you show up, but it can ultimately like greatly impact your business growth. That is so, so true. Okay. Golden rule number seven. Number seven, go where your people already spend time on social media. So if you want to go to TikTok because it's trending, that's really cool. But if your audience are like 60 plus year old adults who need Medicare, you could go there and they, there, there's an audience of people on TikTok, but you will be so much more effective when you decide where you want to focus your time and your attention when you go where the, the demographic and the psychographic type person that you are really wanting to connect with as a customer base, go where they already are spending time. It will shorten your learning curve and you will stop feeling like you have to be spread over eight social media platforms. I love this. And, and the answer to that question of where our audience is being aggregated may not be what we think the answer is. Uh, I was working with a a company that was targeting a certain demographic and they found that a certain magazine print magazine aggregated more of their target audience than any other source. And it, it sounded so dumb and so old school, but really that's where their audience was. And when they found that out, they were selling franchises and it was Forbes magazine. And they found out that, that using Forbes and working with Forbes gave them more results than anything else they had ever tried, uh, just transform their business. So th what you're saying is so true. Find who has already aggregated your audience. Yes. And it's a big time saver too. <laughs> okay. Golden rule number eight. Number eight, be the best human. Again, like I just feel like so many of us are just living life and like the person at the drive-thru window, like is acting like they've had a really hard day or they don't want to be there. And like, we are dealing with real life. Our parents may be in the hospital with COVID and like all the things. And so I just genuinely think that you don't know what anyone else is walking through. And you just might think that your business right now isn't going to be life-changing, but I can promise you whether you are that person that is owning the local ice cream shop or whether you are an attorney, you do not know what anybody else has walked through or been through prior to either engaging with you on social media or just coming in contact with your business period. So keep 
that in mind, be the best human. And I think it will have nothing but positive outcomes for your business. We've all had that day where our days is going horrible and something happens and somebody honks at you. And you're like, oh man, if you just understood the day I was going through today, you never would have done that. And and so what you're talking about is approaching the world like that, that somebody is either in crisis or about to be in crisis or just coming out of crisis and and we just need to give them the benefit of the doubt and be human. That's right. Can we please talk about golden rule number nine? Okay. So number nine, use your best online etiquette. You know, and the thing that's so interesting, you know, Nathan, you're in Idaho. I'm in South Carolina. I'm not, I'm not saying kill people with kindness. I don't like that statement, but I think at the end of the day, even if you may not have been raised, because again, that's another whole thing. Like not everybody was raised the same way. I grew up like everyone says ma'am and no ma'am and other places they think it they think that it's rude and that you're calling them old. And I'm like, no, like if you look remotely at all like you're older than me, I'm like supposed to say ma'am or no ma'am, even as like a 40-something an adult. But it's like I think it's important for us to just know that there is common decency. And again, when you just show up and you just say, you know what, we are going to incorporate into our brand, just being polite, being kind, being gracious. And, and again, someone listening right now, you may have an edgier brand, but at the end of the day, I don't care what your overall branding kind of like mantra is. I just think that if you lead with just respect and you lead with going like, how's this going to be received on the other end? And just thinking for one moment before you hit the post button, it can save a lot of unnecessary angst. So my favorite part of your book is where you talk about courageous kindness. What do you mean by courageous kindness? I mean, I think at the end of the day, sometimes it seems so simplistic to say, just be kind. But I think there are times where you, you may not even want to be kind. Maybe they haven't even deserved the opportunity for you to be kind. But I think that this courageous kindness is really just going, I'm doing this because it's the right thing to do. I'm doing this because this is how I'm wired. And this is what I'm doing because this is what like our company stands for. And it isn't just about how they might be making me feel in this moment. So it's like I put that courageous kindness because I think of, you know, think of the courageous cops. I think of the courageous people that show up every day doing the, the work that that we may not want to do. But I think that, again, it's taking the high road, even if everything in you wants to do something else out of kind of like your compulsion to say they don't deserve it. But I think it's just being courageously kind no matter what. Golden rule number 10 is about haters. Yes, know how to handle your haters the right way. The shortest thing I would just like to say on this is, again, sometimes when people are negatively engaging or interacting with your brand, it's not about you. It's more so about them and maybe what's going on. And always remember, even though I absolutely know when someone says something and you internally go, it's not true, that you genuinely just might feel like you want to come at them realize that if you post it and it's public and it's out there, that someone who knows nothing about you, that that 
thing that you say in that moment may be the very first thing that someone else is going to see. So ask yourself, do I really need to post this publicly? And at the end of the day, you can't control people. You can't remove every single negative thing, whether it is or isn't true, but you are responsible for how you behave. And so I always just like to remind people that you've got to get your feelings together before you hit the post button. Yeah. And that person who's seeing that post from you may not have even seen the previous interactions, may not even understand why what you said is warranted and justified. And no matter how horribly that person may have treated us, it's still going to look bad upon us. All right. Golden rule number 11. Don't say it and spray it. And so what I simply mean is don't take one thing and say, I'm going to copy and paste this image and this photo on seven social media platforms. It's, 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 it's not great. It's not a great reflection on your business. And I think you would be much better served to take the time to do one platform really, really well than for you to just take something and paste it thinking and hoping that it might look better than nothing. And I will give this tip. If you want to be on more than one platform, then you might have more resources and that's great. But I, especially if you are building and growing and really wanting to get traction, I encourage people to put 80% of their time in one place so you can look like a wildly awesome rock star and like you really are legit and doing great things on one platform. And then you can sprinkle some of the best content that's performing well on that post, on that social media platform, and then spend 20% of your time in other places. Okay, golden rule number 12. Always ask yourself what's in it for them, and them is the customer. So if you're like, what should I be posting about? You should say to yourself, what problems does my audience have? What are they struggling with? What area of expertise do I have? What do they need and what do they want? And then ask yourself, am I posting about that? Am I talking about that? Am I really giving them what they truly need and are wanting from me and whatever your business is. And when you have that mindset, it makes content creation feel so much less daunting. Yeah. I've seen businesses that they spend so much of their effort focusing on their brand and building their brand. And you help the companies realize that people don't really care about your brand. They might care about how your company helps them achieve what's really important to them but it comes down to what's in it for them. They don't care that you did a new release of your software. They care about how that new software might help them, right? So in all of our messaging, we've got to focus on what's in it for them. Golden rule number 13. Your voice can influence no matter the number of followers you have. And so I say, like I said, you can have 24,000 followers on Twitter and you can have 5,000 followers on Instagram, or you could be starting out maybe on a brand new platform and you're sitting there going from 50 and you're trying to just get to 100. But if you just imagine, if there are 50 of the right people, if you and I had 50 chairs sitting in our room where we were about to talk or give or add value, I think sometimes in this online space, we just really lose sight of the fact that 50 people is 50 people. And that's 50 potential customers. So I think that 
I think quality is so important. And for us to remember that as we're showing up, you know, in our marketing and in our voice and how we're kind of presenting ourselves and how we can help. Okay. Rule number 14 is about user-generated content. Yes. Encourage user-generated content. I think sometimes businesses take on the burden of thinking every single social media post is a graphic that they've created in Canva or it's a video or it's them teaching or it's them, them, them. And I think that sometimes, especially as you begin to build an audience, you from the very beginning can encourage people to maybe use a certain hashtag that you might create or say, hey, if this is encouraged, you go and create this story and, and, and tag us and encourage people to be social with you. And you can do all kinds of fun things and say, we're having a giveaway for everybody that engages with us this month. You know, if you have a physical product, that's always fun. Or if you're at our location, check in online. There's all types of different strategies that you can do to maybe incentivize people. But I think at the end of the day, when you incorporate that from the very beginning and you say, we want to celebrate you, how is this helping you? How are you buying these things and demonstrating on putting them in your home that you can get so many people that are easily either willing to directly post online or they might even DM or message you or text you or send you photos and videos, which is great content that you can add and incorporate into your marketing. Finally, golden rule 15. It's stand for something. I am a big believer in whatever you bring to the marketplace, rather than the actual product offering or service, that there's something that is important to you and that you're passionate about. You know, for me, it's my faith. For someone else, they just might be near and dear to wanting to end human trafficking, or maybe they want, you know, no longer for there to be a child that goes home from school hungry. But whatever it is, no matter whether it's faith-based or it isn't, I think it's important, especially in this day and age, for you to just stand for something. You know, and I, I don't say this from the angle of, trying to be edgy and start conversations and wanting to almost seem like you're trying intentionally to ruffle people's feathers. But what I'm saying is if you've got two companies that both offer a very similar service, same pricing, let's just say their branding is just completely equal. And then this company over here is just like, you know what, we want to help families be able to adopt. And if adopting is important to me, I'm going to go and do business with the company that is incorporating into their marketing that that is something that they do. Or maybe they make a, some donations or some of their proceeds or profits, or maybe they go on a mission trip. Whatever your stance is, I think that when you can incorporate that, again, it makes you relatable. So it sounds like it's a marketing thing, and in a way it is. But I think at the end of the day, when you want to be a great leader, and I feel that that may not necessarily be the flag that, that all business owners are wanting to wave, but I think that people are looking in the marketplace to, to find people that they respect. And so for some of these things that you want to stand for, that's a whole other conversation. You might say, okay, if I say this out loud, I might lose customers. And that's something you can weigh. But I'm also saying that you can make a stand for all types of things and just being human and incorporating some of that into your marketing. And I feel that it can just be a differentiator 
to make people be more passionate and, and know that that's something else that they have an ability to be relatable with you on. Yeah, especially for the younger generations. There's some studies that have shown that um, social impact is making a huge difference in the the buying and purchasing decisions. And like you said before, that shouldn't be the the main reason we do it. We should do it because it's the right thing to do, but it definitely can impact the growth of the company. I like that you brought up adoption. I've spent 20 plus years building adoption.com and and working in the adoption field. I'm very passionate about that cause. And I love when we when we take a stand for a cause that's important to us, I love how it helps build connections. It helps us connect on a much deeper level with with our people. And uh, some people try to be so vanilla because they're so afraid of hurting people, but then they remove the opportunities to to build connection. And I think people do business with those people we know, like, and trust. And that's kind of the definition of connection. Yeah. And I think in a way, I think going back to your question about like the divide, like I almost feel like that topic is one that right now is almost separating people. And I don't mean separating in in a divide. I think that, you know, I'm just being totally honest. I am 46 years old and I feel that I kind of grew up in this world where like there's business and then there's like everything that's happening in the world. And then there's your faith. And like, there are all these like separate boxes. And I almost feel that there's a whole generation that's so used to what really matters in life and business are separated, that it's something that is either so uncomfortable to them, or they're just honestly not even sure of what that looks like. And there are even many businesses and many brands that are built upon, okay, our demographic and our audience base is this huge, you know, scope of the country or of the globe or of the world. And then they start talking about all of these topics and issues. And it's kind of like a 50% divided of their base. And so they're making half their audience like wildly happy and they're making the other half like super angry. And, but I think, and it's not a, um, it wasn't a branding thing, but I just think that more and more businesses are really leaning into just having a passion on who they want to serve and why they want to serve and having that story be a part of what they're doing. And they have got, I think, an even better opportunity because they've built almost like a very specific cause of why they're showing up every day to do what they do. And I feel that it makes marketing actually even easier if that is kind of like a bucket that, that you fall into. Thank you so much, Heather, for sharing your stories and insights with us today. Here are some of my key takeaways from this episode. Number one, in our social media marketing, we have to be clear on what value we can provide to our customers. Number two, we should listen to our customers so we can create awesome content they love. Number three, we should focus on gaining visibility and creating connections with our customers. Number four, as we treat others the way we want to be treated, have good online etiquette, and focus on being the best human, our marketing will naturally be more successful. Number five, we don't have to be on every social media platform. We just need to go where our customers already are. 
Number six, we shouldn't copy and paste the same content on every social media platform. Number seven, we should focus on what's in it for our customers and provide great quality content no matter the number of followers we have. Number eight, we should encourage user-generated content. And number nine, social impact can make a huge difference on customer purchase decisions, so we should stand for something as a brand. To learn more about or connect with Heather, you can find her on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. You can also visit her website at sweetteasocialmarketing.com. And there's links to each of those sites in the blog post for this episode at monetizationnation.com. You can also get a free ebook that I wrote about passion marketing and learn how to become a top priority of your ideal customers at passionmarketing.com. You can also subscribe to Monetization Nation on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, our Facebook group, and on your favorite podcast platform. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode, and I wish you success in your social media marketing. Do you want to become a better digital monetizer? To receive great monetization stories and secrets, please go to monetizationnation.com and join free. And if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the show and share it.